Holy smokes, Batman. Holy shit on my dick, Batman. <laughs> Did you just say that way too early in the pod? Or? It doesn't really matter, Holy does it? Holy need a douche, Batman. He needs to douche if he's shitting on your dick. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, now that's too early for in the podcast. Um, we're, a, we're a late night show. Yeah, this is that was a tough one for sure. We post Pretty at late. noon. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, guys, Come Robert Pattinson's Batman is fastly approaching. I just wanted to mention that at the top. We need to talk about that as I well. I know, but we also need yeah. to say who we are and what we do. Well, we can try. We can we can attempt. We can try. I'm Fernie. Yeah. Hey guys, it's CL. <laughs> hey guys, it's CL. <laughs> Flash Cody. Twitter.com. No, uh, it's it's I'm Logan. What's up? I, I play Pokemon. Well, actually, I kind of don't. Well, I kind of do. I play Pokemon on the internet, sort of. Same. Check out that channel. Linked in the description. Sorry. Anyway. Team Hyperfang. Yeah, it's pretty good stuff. We play Nuzlocke. But that's not what we're talking about. Right now, we're talking about the Caped Crusader. Yeah. This podcast is about TV, so we're yeah. gonna talk about the Dark Knight, the Dark Knight, the Batman, the Batman, the movie, the movie, the 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 TV, the guy, <laughs> the guy on oh. the TV with the huge wang, the bat. That's also a man. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, guys. So obviously, the most anticipated movie right now is uh, the Batman, old R Pats. Uh, coming out, what is it, March 4th, March 3rd? Mm-hmm. Um, Something so like that. Obviously, we are going to talk about that movie on this channel. And it's yes. either either that or our Oscar stuff is going to be the first thing we talk about. Not sure which one yet. But movies are coming to the channel, guys. And we're going to talk about Batman. And what else is coming to the channel? Video. Fuck Yeah. <gasps> video no yes we're gonna start doing video people will keep asking for it i don't know why they want to look at me i don't want to look at me but if they want to look at me fine they can look at me as long as they do it as long as you look at me and only you yeah <laughs> yeah that's fine with me honestly <laughs> just pretend i'm not there so do you think we're gonna leave the dogs out still and they're just gonna be fucking shit up in the room while we're recording or? i mean because i think people might live for that do you feel like, I yeah, I mean, they have such big personalities. We can't take them away from the podcast. Yeah, and they've interfered with so many podcasts in the past. And, they, and they're pretty cute. If they show up on a video, I don't think people would be appalled. We get canceled for having dogs on a podcast? <laughs> I mean, Dwight's pretty gross. <laughs> oh, buddy. No, stop. Stop with the fake rumors, okay? Oh, you're ruining his self-esteem. What if Dwight gets in like internet beef? He isn't oh, internet beef. Who? I don't know. He could be on some. <laughs> he could. He could end up in a drama alert. Fucking YouTube yeah. battle. Yeah, he has controversial OnlyFans or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh. He's got some strange takes. I'm just imagining like a bugged out Dwight in the background of Philip DeFranco going. <gasps> <laughs> Definitely, but yeah, Batman reports on him. You know, it's a whole thing. Um, yeah, anyway, definitely. sorry, we're going off on a total tangent here. But I figured since either the Batman or the Oscar stuff, whichever one, um, Jesus Christ, 
Speaking of the dogs, he just literally knocked the microphone, microphone, microphone completely away from Franny. Um, <laughs> anyway, he's, he's threatening to sneeze on it too. I keep having to stop him. But the point is, the yeah, Batman's I a big deal. The, the point is, the Batman's a big deal, and we're definitely yes. going to be talking about it at some point. It is my. It's probably my most anticipated movie of the year, just because. Oh, really? I mean, well, it's almost. It's been ten years since a solo Batman film. So it's been a decade, even though the Batman's been in the zeitgeist like this whole time. The last time it was a solo Batman film was The Dark Knight Rises. So it's a lot of anticipation to return to a Batman story, see how he carries a movie. And also the take that Matt Reeves is, is putting on the character with making it a noir, comparing it to Gone Girl and stuff like that. Um, David Fincher, I, I, I'm I'm fucking psyched for it, and I love our Pats, and I love everybody they cast for it. So I'm hoping that it's really good. I think it's gonna be. Little Caesars has I, a Batman pizza right now. A Batman calzone. Yeah, Batman calzone. A bat calzone. I think oh. that's what it's called. Oh, it's yeah. crazy, and a lot of the uh, the the things about this movie is in like the UK. It basically got a rated R. Or actually, wow. what would be considered RNC seventeen? Really? Yeah, only adults can oh, see the film. Okay. That's Weird. that's pretty crazy for a Batman. And this Batman's PG thirteen in the for US. Mm-hmm. I wonder why. I think there's I think there's a huge debate on what it's going to end up being. I I definitely think it's going to be a Scorsese like crime story. Yeah. Uh, and I think that. I think what's really happening is it probably ranges more in the R section, mm. but because it's Batman and it's the United States and they want to sell the shit out of this movie, they made it a PG-13, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But I feel like it might help it that it has like a more mature rating it's gonna kill. Places. It's going to kill the UK box office during, during the worst box office years in history. Damn. It might kill like oh. it might kill the European film market a little bit. Wow, that's fucked up. Yeah. Was was the actual Dark Knight movie that was like what, two thousand nine? Two thousand like two thousand eight, two thousand nine, something like that. Was that a PG thirteen too? Or? Yes, PG thirteen. Every okay. Batman I'm, film I'm has been PG thirteen they... aside from Joker. Okay. Which rightfully so. Yeah, Joker earned its R rating for sure. Yeah, one hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, or um, like basically they have an N, it, it's an NC seventeen, but in the in Europe it's basically an NC fifteen. So like a fifteen year old can see with parental guidance, but someone younger than that, so like a ten year old who wants to see Batman, you can't see in the movie theater. Huh. And they're selling Lego sets of Batman, so it's like yeah, that's a little. It's weird. weird you're selling Lego sets <laughs> to yeah. a kid who can't see your movie about the movie. Well, that's like Deadpool. No, they didn't sell Lego sets for they Deadpool. Didn't? Fuck no. Oh, well, Are you they kidding did, me? but it's not like it's but not, it, like it's not catered to kids. Set, it's know? not like a kid's yeah. Lego set. We're talking about like the Deadpool one was like a model, like for adults. I'm talking about like a child set for three ninety nine is related to this Batman oh, movie, weird. or just all the action figures that are coming out. Yeah, all these like nine dollar Fisher Price, you know, whatever fucking action figures. Those are all weird. like catered towards kids to a movie they can't even see. It's crazy. Yeah, that's pretty insane. Yeah. But anyway, we're talking about Batman. <laughs> Batman. <laughs> um and I wanted and I think that since this is like the 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 newest, like the one that's coming out is the newest live action iteration for like it's seriously been ten years for a solo Batman, which is crazy. 
Um, I thought we should start with the first live action interpretation long form of the character. Batman 66, baby. Oh, yeah. Would you mind reading the Wikipedia for Batman 66, Cody? No. <laughs> okay. Um, Batman is a 1960s American live action television series based on the DC comic book of the character of the same name. It stars Adam West as Bruce Wayne and Burt Ward as Dick Grayson Robin. Uh, two crime-fighting heroes who defend Gotham City from a variety of arch-villains. It's known for its camp style, upbeat theme music, and its intentionally humorous, simplistic morality aimed at largely a teenage audience. This included championing the importance of using seatbelts, doing homework, eating <laughs> your vegetables, and drinking milk. Uh, it aired 120 episodes through ABC from January 1966 to March 1968. Uh, had a feature film that went along with it in between seasons one and two. Uh, yeah, it's, okay. it's a classic. Yeah, I mean, this this Batman iteration is so classic, it's become its own canon in DC Comics as well as its own iteration of the character known as Batman 66 or uh, among smaller circles, people call it the, um, the, the smiley face Batman or the Bill Dozier Batman. Um, because that's executive producer Bill Dozier who put the show together. Uh, and that that character has become its own comic book character in its own right. Like, Batman 66 issues sell to a completely different audience than the people who are fans of modern-day Batman. And it really connects back to how huge this show was back in the day, how it was, like, a really popular show for, like, kids right after school and, and how long it was syndicated for after it even aired. I mean, it was showing all throughout the 70s, the 80s, the 90s. Yeah. yeah. Um. Both me and Logan's parents were born in the '60s, and they both watched the yeah, show. Yeah, they both watched on. the show. Mm-hmm. Is this both you guys' first times like interacting with this Batman? Yes. What do you? What were your initial thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> it's insane. It's such a different take on Batman. Yeah. He's, he's just a little goober in this one, you know. Just a goober. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he's a bit of a like silly he's, Billy. He's way less serious. You know, I, I think that it's true that, that this is like the most like satirical, like kind of jokey Batman. And, and it's inspired so much since. I mean, you have, a, what, what was it? Merman and Barnacle Boy or Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy. They're clearly yeah. Adam West and Burt Ward, like, you know, yeah. post the TV show, like in their elderly folks homes like they like they were at the time that they made that show yeah um there's tons of like references to to the show the biff the pow the i mean how many like batman memes were made completely out of this show like it it it, it totally is off like you can say it's terrible but it goes for any laugh that it possibly can just relentlessly like even like to the point where you wish they wouldn't have made the joke, but they still do. Like at one point in this two part pilot, Batman drops a woman into a nuclear reactor and he goes, what a bad way to go, go. <laughs> yeah. And just the whole go, go <laughs> dancing scene. Too, oh, when her. he's in, when he, when Batman goes to the club and dances with go, go dancers and gets yeah. high on drugs. Yeah. Took some Molly or something. The Batman special, orange juice. Orange juice. 
I love that Batman's a total fucking weenie who's like has a regular at a bar and it's orange juice. It's just like one roofie and he's out. And it's like, yeah. come on, you're Batman. And the goofy. He's like, goofy it's like, it's like Batman, why, holy barnacles, Batman, why did you fall down in there? And he's like, oh, they put an Adderall in my drink. <laughs> like, just like the smallest drug. Like, they had an aspirin in my orange juice. Like, he's such a fucking weenie. Should we go over the I plot of the pilot? Tylenol. Yeah, yeah, we can go over the plot of the pilot. Sorry, we're, I'm getting ahead yeah. of myself. The the pilot called High Diddle Riddle. And then what was the second part called? I don't know. I need to look that up. I don't. I, maybe it's still like High Diddle Riddle Part Two or something. But I love the cliffhanger in between the two parter. Like I love it. But had like the yellow text popping up on the screen. The worst is yet to come. Like what is this? <laughs> It's a high diddle, diddle riddle, and then it's smack in the middle is the second part. Oh, my God. <laughs> January 12th, 1966, and January 13th, 1966 is when they aired. Mm-hmm. Back to back. Interesting. So. Yeah, I guess they aired like two, two a week. Mm-hmm. Was standard, which is crazy. Yeah, I know. Like, they, I mean, they only have three seasons, but. That produced a lot of content. 120 <laughs> episodes in three seasons. Like, that's a lot. That's a lot. I mean, they they ran they ran nearly like a soap opera at that point. Like, there was so much content being made. The dark nights of our lives. That's what they should have called that. this. Yeah, 100%. Um, I want to know what, what Franny's thought. Like, this is, like, what I've been waiting for is just her interpretation of the 1966 Batman. I really like Robin shorts. <laughs> <laughs> I love how Burt Ward like is trying, they're trying to make him make you believe he's a teenager and he's like clearly yeah. like a 40 year old looking man. It's yeah. Such 100%. A, it, it also feels like a gay porn. Like it feels like at any moment, you know, it's funny. You mentioned that the show had a bit of controversy. I thought you guys might want to know about. Oh, definitely. Us. Um, so there was such a backlash from him wearing those tights that the Catholic League of Decency, oh God. which is basically like a Catholic cabal of like ridiculous, like ridiculous reactionary like Catholics, basically being like, "Don't make TV gay." That's basically what they do. <laughs> um, they said that they referred to Batman as a secret bastion of the homosexual underworld. I mean, yeah. And gave it the worst rating it possibly could, which only three other programs had an A4, only for adults with reservations, which basically meant by Catholics was unwatchable and deemed, uh, you know, sinful. Wow. And so because of that, and because of that, that article came out, um, Adam West is such a little badass that he then took a towel on the next episode and shoved it in his little underwear to make his schlong look even bigger. Because their main complaint was about their penises. <laughs> wow. I mean, there's a lot of dickage. What it. a king, though, right? Yeah. I didn't notice it. I'm being completely honest. I felt like it was... Pre- I mean, like, there's especially for nowadays, though, it's pretty conservative. Yeah. Like, yeah, they have shorts, but they're very much like grandpa panties, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Grandpa I don't panties, feel like yeah. they're I don't feel like they're that like revealing revealing, but I guess for the time, definitely. Yeah, I mean nineteen sixty six, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay, I definitely, so definitely 
No, go ahead. Let's go, go ahead. ahead and talk. Okay, you know, go ahead and get your part out first. Cause I was gonna say, we should talk about the trailer or the trailer, the, the pilot a little bit. No, talk about the pilot. I'll, I'll get into it. It's going to be a deep dive. So go on. I th- okay. Is it Robert Gershwin? Gershwin? Who played the Riddler? Um, okay. The, I just want to talk about an aspect of Batman six. Actually, uh, once they cast the villain, they would always have the villain actor reoccur. Frank Gorshin. Frank Gorshin. So like these actors, they're all the first live screen for the most part, the first live screen adaptations of these characters. So that, that episode we watched, that's the first live action iteration of the Riddler. And honestly, like for the time, I really don't think he was that bad. Like he gave it 110%, dude. He gave it his yeah. all. And he his was wearing, he was wearing a duct tape belt. And he gave it his yeah. all. His back must be fucking aching. Turn your, can- turn your microphone a little bit. Sorry. Yeah, but he, was, he was crouched down the whole time. Yeah, he was walking around like a gremlin the whole time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he played it pretty big for what the Riddler was from the comics. But at the same time, we have to think about the comics in the yeah, 60s. It because the that's vibe. when the show yeah. was, too. So, really, like, people say it's campy and, like, disrupts what Batman is. But they should also consider that the it was based on the comics pre sixty six. Yeah, <laughs> you know what of I mean. Of course, they're going to be campy. And like they that they was... weren't this campy. They were a little bit more serious, and they yeah. tried to do that with Adam West constantly bringing up how his parents are dead. Oh my god, I was going to say <laughs> you should make a drinking game where every time he brings up his parents are dead, take a shot. He's literally like Lego Batman, like no parents. You know. <laughs> Yeah. Is he not though? Every chance he gets, he's like, "As my parents were savagely murdered," and we're li- and like he was around business partners. You were like, "What's that, Adam? The or what's that, Bruce?" Yeah. <laughs> what was that, Bruce? And he's like, "Nothing. I have to go answer reminds my bad phone. I mean, my telephone." Reminds me of somebody I know. Who? I can't say on the internet. You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> uh. Anywho. The other, the other thing if I'll say that he there, mentioned a lot. Yikes! That was that was a pretty yikes oh. reference. Anyway, I just got it. That was yikes. You just got it. Yeah. I was hoping you'd get it right away, laugh, and then we could quickly move on. <laughs> well, no. that's a that's a far that jump, was- a farther jump than maybe even that person would take, but maybe not. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, what was I saying? Uh, what I was going to say was the other thing that you could make a drinking out game out of is whenever he says, oh, me and Robin on like a fishing trip. It feels or, like a euphemism. Or actually, anytime yeah. Robin says, holy, blah, 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 which is said in the show 378 times. You would die. What? It said would three, die. By the end of, by the end of uh, Batman 66, Burt Ward Robin says it 378 times. Wow. That's a lot. Sure like saying name. It means oh, that he said it more, like he said it multiple times per episode. So, so yeah, that could get you in a lot of trouble doing it. I'm just games saying out. it's, but that's, that's one that could Guys, very effectively work. let us know work. in the comments what drinking game you use when you watch this pilot. Is it just when it starts, you begin to drink? Because this, this show is not very good unless you're fucked up. Yeah, you I gotta, think. you gotta elevate it on your own. Well, I mean, well, it's still, it's like got this fun campness to it. Like it has like that older Brady Bunch thing to it where it's like very dramatic swells of musics before a fade out to a commercial break and all that stuff's really charming. But I think Batman, like, I think that this is just like a couple of adults really wilding out. 
Yeah. That's the best thing you could say about it. I, other than the fact that like it's iconic and it like some of its cleverness, but definitely not the Batman that I enjoy the most. <laughs> but I get I why people say, love I, it. I enjoy that Batman's biggest fear is a lawsuit. I feel like we can all relate to that <laughs> in our current <laughs> Franny was like, but wait, Franny like took it so seriously, like because she's used to watching normal Batman. She was like, wait, what, hasn't he done other crimes? Why would he take him to court? I'm like. Franny, it's a comedy show from the '60s. They're not really concerned with making a lot of sense. Yeah, I was like, how does the how does the Riddler just get to be the good guy now? <laughs> Hasn't Welcome he done America. bad things? Oh, what'd you guys think of the mask? <laughs> the Robin mask moment. What'd you guys think of that? Horrible. Yeah, it's really bad. Cody, you watched part one and part two, right, or just part one? Uh, I watched, I think, both. Yeah. Okay, do you know what we're talking about when we say the mask thing? Because there's two mask moments, and I want to make sure that we're talking about the same one. Okay, which one are you talking about? I'm talking about with Robin, where it's like the girl is like the the fucking girl standing there, and then she puts on her Robin mask and is suddenly just Burt Ward with a woman dubbing over his fucking voice. What? Uh, so I didn't <laughs> watch part two. Oh yeah. no, I missed that. No, dude, it's the whole like final act of part two. So you must have not watched part two, but thought you did. Damn it. Okay. Well, oh. rip. Well, it's, it's insane. Well, I've uh, yeah, it was pretty insane. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty wild. <laughs> That's all I have to say about it. Really, is that um, all of a sudden Robin and then Burt Ward plays Robin like a woman. Yeah, and he pretends like he can't talk, but somehow and he like Batman, frolics places and yeah. like acts sexy in front of the Riddler. And somehow Batman knew the whole time because he saw one imperfection. Yeah, in the one mask. imperfection in her mask made by the straws he used to like help them breathe. Yeah. Uh <laughs> and then she fell into a reactor, and he said, "What a bad way to go, go." Okay, I remember that, but maybe it's just like I've known that from how iconic it is. I don't yeah. know. I do remember that though. <laughs> weird dude maybe you just like blacked it out because it's so fucking off maybe you were falling asleep while you're watching it plenty of plenty of options valid that's kind of valid um my favorite thing was you were talking about this earlier how they're trying to make burt ward a teenager by any means possible yes it it rocked my shit and it was literally batman going like oh i'm sure you were distracted by that teenage girl that like was by the at the mall who said hi to you or whatever. I know. Like, oh, stop it! And I was just like, "What the fuck am I watching?" Dude, the my favorite like forced teenage moment uh, amongst like the many others, but this one's my favorite when he when Robin wasn't allowed to come in the club with him. <laughs> So he had to sit outside and like be parking. It's like he's like he's underage, and he's like it's the law. I'm like Batman, you are such a pussy. Bring Robin in me. there. That was me when I was like 18 and 19, and all of my friends were like fake IDs and sneaking into bars, and I would just like sit in the car and be like, "I'm the good kid." God, <laughs> I hate that. Yeah, that was I was that person. You need That's to live I, a little. You know. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> They're only like 12 years apart. Like they don't even look that like. Yeah. He just looks too old to play a teenager. Yeah. He looks old as shit. He looks like, like someone who might be even retired even. Like he looks old. He looks yeah. like an old man. 
And then there's episodes. There's episodes later in in the school, like when he's at the school and stuff, where he's like in a gym class and he looks like a full grown adult hanging out with children in a gym class. It's really weird. Yikes. Does he wear those shorts? Yes. That sounds like. But they're red. That sounds like he should be called out for that. Like. Well, they did. Well, the the Catholic League did call him out. Oh, yeah, I guess they did. But I, I like to think about just um with this show. It's crazy that there these were the first iterations of these live action characters. Like Caesar Romero, who played the Joker, uh, the very first Joker ever, he only saw one other person play the Joker, and it was Jack Nicholson. And it was like right before he died. And he said Jack Nicholson's take on the character was too dark and that Batman's not about any serious tension and is a children's show. Batman and is then about so much. The role of the Joker went on to win two different Oscar actor actors Oscars. Like two different people have won for playing the Joker. Yeah. So clearly Cesar Romero, the guy who paint who wouldn't even shave his mustache for the role and they just painted over it, didn't understand the like reality of the seriousness of the role he was playing. And like he his legacy meant nothing to him. Isn't that crazy to think yeah. about? Like, there's other people who were, like, in that Batman show that understand, like, wow, we were in something really big before it turned into the biggest thing ever. But, like, yeah. Cesar Romero never got that. And he was, like, the most iconic character. Did he do a bad job at it? No, I he was incredible as the Joker for the, wow. for the period and for everything. But just, like, little things, like, he didn't like to talk about the show. He never said, like, kind things about the show. Wow. And then he wouldn't shave his mustache so that he had a clearly painted white mustache. That's so lazy. Like, put in some effort. Like, God dude, you're, you're going to be, you're in one of the most significant roles of the future. Like, like if you secure playing the Joker, you are officially relevant. Yeah. So it's crazy. It's, it's, it's just wild to think about. It's weird to know that these are like the fledgling beginning of what this franchise will become in the future. Like, yeah. it's crazy to imagine that like these two guys in tights will become like fucking Oscar worthy. Like, like that's insane. Like our pats and, yeah. and Adam West are playing the same character. Can our pats be in tights? I, I mean, love that. I, have you seen the scene they released so. of him with Catwoman? It's sexy. Ooh, it's sexy. They're like fighting and it's like a little sexy. Ooh. Okay. I'm ready for that. But that's not the point. I mean, that's kind of the point. <laughs> Who's playing Catwoman in the... Oh, Zoe Kravitz? What? You didn't know that? Ooh, okay. <laughs> I like that, okay. Dude, and, and Colin Farrell's playing Penguin, and Paul Dano is playing the fucking Riddler, which, like, if you don't know who that is, in, like, the indie acting world, Paul Dano is, like... He's the, he's the dude who's always the best actor in the movie and never gets credit for it. Like, people love him. That's awesome. He's going to kill it. This is going to be the thing that makes him like iconic, iconic. Huh. Like I wouldn't be the, Then you know he's going to give it his all. I wouldn't be surprised if this Batman movie end up getting rewards talk, honestly, like wow. for real. Next year? I mean, yeah. you never know, especially with how weird the movies have been lately. He was in Little Miss Sunshine, right? Yes, he was. Okay. Okay. I know what you're talking about. He was also uh this guy in Prisoners, the movie with Hugh Jackman. You remember that movie, Fran? Yeah. I, don't, I don't think I saw he that. He plays one. like the creepy guy with the glasses. Oh, I think so, yeah. He's playing the Riddler. Okay. 
Gotcha. Really good. Anyway, I think we got what what else do we have to say about the Adam West show other than like um Oh, you know. I've got I've got some things to say. Okay, let let's let's get to it then. This is the gayest shit in the world. <laughs> <laughs> you think so? I literally just expected them to like stop everything like the batman phone just keeps ringing because they're too busy making out dude it really is like it, every scene starts like it could be a porno quality moment like yeah. like the oh, scene where he takes the grade off he's like be careful it's like oh are you gonna spank him because he wasn't careful like that's how it feels the whole time <laughs> they're so they're uh, so sexual in every moment all the characters yeah. the riddler nearly Literally. gets blown by that chick like four times it Dude. feels like they're all swingers. <laughs> they're all wearing these weird outfits at night. Yeah. <laughs> they can't find the keys to the Batmobile. It's in like the fishbowl thing. Oh my god, it's the fishbowl. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was something I was kind of confused about and I I don't know if I just missed it. Okay, so in the very beginning of the episode, the cake thing, like that it, the cake explodes. Yeah. Although I will say, usually it's my ass that's exploding after I have cake. Um, but the cake thing, it was for like a weird, like, it was just like a random country having some kind of ceremony. Does that come back? Was yes. that just a random yes, thing? Yes, it comes back. Yes, it does. Okay. It, you find out at the end, um, the Riddler's trying to make them think that the, he's going to the bank, but really he goes back to that banquet. And then he doesn't, add, he doesn't know that Batman and Robin are going to be there, and they hide inside of an elephant. Okay. Is that not what happened, Franny? Or am no, I remembering exactly that wrong? That's exactly what happened. And he said a yeah. Trojan elephant. Ooh. A Trojan elephant. They pop out. Okay, then I missed. Then I missed it. Okay, I wonder cool. what they were doing in that elephant. Yeah. Once you once you didn't have a big reaction to the mask, I knew you didn't see it because I thought that was going to be the only thing you wanted to talk about. I'm like really it, disappointed now. <laughs> it definitely like fuels the gayness. It like it brings it to a whole nother level. It like brings it to a brand new level. Like. He's like really sexual with the Riddler as Burt Ward. Like it's weird. Well, I guess if you ever want to find out, like if your friend's in love with you, just go hide in an elephant for a while. Yeah, <laughs> with them. Just go hide in an elephant <laughs> with tights on. With tights on. Oh, and I mean, it, and it all boils down to Robin fucked up the riddle, the way the Riddler thought he would, but then Batman solved it the right way. So it boils down to Robin's a dumbass. Huh. And he needed Big Daddy Batman. Yeah, basically. Kind of the day. Oh, and then when Batman almost drove under the influence, <laughs> and he was like, "You're right, oh my God. Okay, so I had three notes, and no, I'm sorry, I had two notes, and one of them was, <laughs> "Don't don't drunken drive," uh, and then the other one was, "Don't share needles, Robin." Um, <laughs> oh God! And I just thought it was like really weird. How they literally drug Robin and then like they the needles just like hanging off of him like it's attached to the costume when they're dragging him onto like the little gurney. <laughs> I know. Or there's a moment where he's like, let my bat commit my bat computer in my car solve this. And it has this thing rolling, like this conveyor belt. And then when they do a close up on it, the conveyor belt stopped, and then when they pan back out, it's still going. Like they, they have, there are so many fuck ups. At one point, the Riddler's duct tape belt literally was off. <laughs> oh, I love it how everything's like bat something like battering for the boomerang. Well, one of the most, that's one of the most iconic parts of the show. There's bat yeah. shark repellent. 
Um, <laughs> there is. There's literally bat shark repellent. There's bat retrograde lipstick. There's what was another crazy one? There was bat. There's the bat boat, which is actually pretty iconic and in tons of episodes in which they wear swim trunks over their suits. Oh my god, that definitely feels oh. like um porn. Shark man and or, or like no um fucking shark man. No, not oh, shark. Oh, we need to do peacemaker. Unrelated. Just throwing that out there. It you reminded like, me with that ridiculous statement. It feels like um the SpongeBob one. They have a boat. Oh, Merman and oh. Mermaid Man and, and um Barnacle Boy. Barnacle Boy, yeah. I always think it's Aqualad, but that's like DC, so Oh also <laughs> no. when, when I was talking to my dad about how we were gonna talk about this, he said um people would say that they shot the uh the Dutch angles. Yeah, in the, the Dutch show. angles in the show, like for the criminals because they're crooked. Yeah, like every there's always an introductory shot of the villains at some point or another walking through like a corridor. At a Dutch angle, and it's to show their crookedness, and that's a set standard in Batman 66 they do in every episode. Cool. It's just got, like, a fun, like a lot of fun, like, reincorporations, and it is very, like, like, you don't need to watch a certain one. You can tune in whenever. Like, you could totally skip around in this, and as long yeah. as you get the same part one or part two episode, like, there's always a part one and a part two. But as long as you get the same week, you're good. And like I you like can jump in though. whenever. Yeah, I kind of like that too. And it that's why also on a, a couple of weeks ago, I put in one of the comments, like same bat time, same bat channel. That like line of that same time, same channel became so <laughs> iconic with the show because they would have to like tell people watch the next day for part two. Like that was them begging them to come back the next day because they had dwindling views after every part one, every single time. Uh, I guess that, that makes. Sense. I mean, that does make sense, though. You it know? sucks that they couldn't be like back to back. Yeah, I know, right? Like a streaming service. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why that's why Batman flowed for us this time. Yeah. I'm sure if I had to wait an entire 24 hours, wait, it's crazy that Cody just thought it was over and just stopped. I think that that's insane because it stopped so suddenly. Yeah. Well, it says to be continued, and I was like, I remember a lot of shows being like that from the 60s and 70s, where they're like okay, we'll continue the storyline next. And it's just like a quick resolve in the oh, beginning yeah. and then they move on to the next story. Oh yeah, that and makes so sense. And I just figured it was one of those. Yeah, and I only told, I, I only said it was a two-parter like one time. So I get why like after like all this planning, like this is the second time we've tried to record this. It just got lost in the jumble. But or maybe um, I just watched it blacked out. Who knows? That's what I honestly probably think since you remember the go-go line, but it's fine. Because I, rem- I remember cackling at the go-go line. Because I was like, this bitch deserved it. She deserved it. <laughs> she did. She like jumped in herself. Basically, she. I mean, do you remember that, Franny, when she was like basically like yeah. running away and then was just like, I don't trust you. Uh, and like jumped into the reactor. Yeah, she didn't try hard not to fall. No. I, I would say that's not Batman's fault. No, definitely not. Man, it's just. He's like, I could have fixed her. And, you know, at one point in time when the Snyderverse first started, they were going to start making Adam West basically like the Stan Lee of DC movies where he was going to like cameo in all of them. And then he passed away, unfortunately. So that would have been so cool. I know because they don't really have anything like that. And he is like the oldest like bastion of like the detective comics world because he he outlived the older Supermans, too. So, wow. 
you know, he was the last one. Now Burt Ward's the only one left from that world. And he's yeah. uh he's a like the same height, but just like super <laughs> fat. I love it. Good for him. Would you say would you say you're a Batman or a Robin? I'm definitely a Batman. Hundred percent. Yeah, Robin's definitely a bottom. Franny's like a bat girl. Yeah. Because she like acts all tough, but at the end of the day, like I'm in charge. <laughs> That's what I let you think. All right. What about you, Cody? <laughs> I mean, I want to say I'm not a Robin, but like I do enjoy a nice bat dom daddy. Um, <laughs> you would totally simp for Batman like Robin does. Oh, yeah. You'd be over there um, like, holy smokes, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you look so good in those tights. Hmm. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Catwoman. <laughs> yeah. Catwoman's pretty, pretty rough in this though. She's like a total cunt in she? 66. She's just like constantly I, like being sexy with him and then committing crimes. <laughs> okay. Good for I'm her. <laughs> She's a 21st century gal. Maybe one day we'll get into the uh, the Green Hornet stuff, and then maybe we could review the big crossover they had, which was a big deal back in the day. So, you know, that's from, like, the same period, the only other, like, superhero show that had the exact same setup, and it actually did better at the time. And who ever talks about the Green Hornet now? Like, no one. And then there's Nobody. that one movie. Yeah, the Seth Rogen movie, that's yikes. Movie. But anyway, what do we, what do we rate Batman 66? Hmm. Oh. Uh, you know what? I'm going to give it a solid six. <laughs> wow, that's really harsh, actually. I liked it, but you got to you gotta be ready for it. And I the get that. Yeah. I get that. That's I, how I somebody gets say... their bad feelings hurt. Ooh. <laughs> I hate you. Um, I was going to say a nice bat 7.2 because I, I think it's really great in a group of friends. If you were going to watch it and just like have a, we're going to make fun of the show thing. Yeah. Like a, um, a wine night where you yeah. watch Batman 66. In the right 100%. mood, it goes up a lot of points. Like when we watched it, it's like an eight, but like realistically, it's like a six. But like, it's all about the atmosphere. You got to watch this with friends and have fun. Yeah, it'd be weird to yeah. watch by yourself. Yeah, I think. Yeah, and, that's and that's, that's why I, I can't rate it super high. That's what you did. Is that yeah. what you said? Yeah, I I watched it by myself, and I had I was like I knew it was an iconic Batman, like the the costume super iconic, and I I like I know Adam West and I know Burt Ward, but like I had never seen it seen it like actually sat down and watched an episode besides like clips on youtube and so watching it i was like what the fuck is this like it <sighs> you don't expect don't it know. to be as goofy as it's gonna I was be gonna say, I, just, I don't think i was prepared for what it actually is after i've heard so much fanfare around it yeah, I mean, people definitely hype the show up. I'll say that. Like, all the vehicles and the boats and the gadgets, you go to a trade show, it, it's like $100 to take a picture next to one. Like, people wow. love this shit. But, like, realistically, I think it. I think the fandom around it now is more representative of, like, either 
loving old TV culture or like being so into what Batman has become. I don't really know if somebody could organically find this show who didn't enjoy one of those two things and enjoy it in any capacity. Like you either have to love Batman or you have to love old TV. Otherwise you're going to hate it. Frankly, there's nothing else to grab onto. It doesn't have a lot of depth. Yeah. It's like very baseline comedy. But it's charming. It's yeah, got a charm. It's, I mean, it's got yeah. hijinks to it. I love I love like the, you know, like they, they open up the head of William Shakespeare and they press the button and then the That's bookcase fun. opens and yeah. their poles are cool. labeled, which is ridiculous. Why do they need to label them? They know who goes down what. No, nope, we need to see the signs. They're labeled and like in the shittiest way ever. Mm-hmm. It's, it's literally masking tape with Sharpie. Yeah, exactly. Most of the costumes are that too. Yeah. Which I feel like it's just so endearing. And I, that's, I think that's why I rated it like a 7.2. Yeah, you can like, tell they had you fun. You can see the magic here. It mm-hmm. was a lot of fun to make, exactly. Which I do like what, that what Like, there's good spirit behind it. For me, yeah. it's a 7 out of 10. Yeah. Um, but oh, I rated it the highest. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think, I think a 7 out of 10 is fair. I, I just think, I think it's above average of a show of its period. Yeah. But also, like, sometimes if I'm going to dedicate time to watching something, I want there to be a little bit of depth. I, I mean, like, I'm all for, like, escapisms, like, like daily, like, routine shows, like, slice of life shows. But this isn't good enough to be that. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not, like, it's not endearing enough. Like, I, I don't relate enough to Batman for me to watch it, like, as if it's just a part of my routine to watch this. Yeah. And it's also the story's not good enough for me to like want to wrap up and like definitely watch the next episode. It's just somewhere in the middle where it's like fun to look back to and be like, what a period of time. But like entertainment's just gotten better. Like I said, we're going to review Peacemaker, the most recent DC comedy action show. And it's a lot better than this. Love it. Okay, cool. We're going to take a quick break and then we're going to do Batman, the animated series, specifically Heart of ice. Hey guys, we're back. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a crazy few minutes, guys. I don't even know what to say. Make sure your equipment is plugged in before you record. Mm -hmm. Message from... And make sure you advertise shows that exist. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. That's good. Speaking of shows that exist that have, will exist and will continue to exist... Batman the Animated Series. Here we go. Guys. Batman the Animated Series is an American superhero animated television series based on the DC Comics superhero Batman. Developed by Bruce Timm, Paul Dini, and Mitch Bryan. Produced by Warner Brothers Animation. It aired on Fox Kids from September 5th, 1992 to September 15th, 1995. With a total of 85 episodes. Uh, It's also known under The Adventures of Batman and Robin after its last 20 episodes were titled that. And it is the first in its continuity of shared DC animated universe. And it spawned a lot of spinoffs, animated TV shows, comic books, and video games by the same creative talent. Yeah, like the Justice League, uh, you know, Batman Beyond, obviously is like a huge sequel to this show. Um, yeah. But the the reason Which, why we're talking we, specific... What, what was that? I said we should do that one. I, I, Batman I Beyond? I special place Batman Beyond. Yeah, I would love to, I love I would love to talk about Batman Beyond. I have a lot of thoughts. Especially since it looks like the new Batgirl movie is just Batman Beyond but with Batgirl. 
with Michael oh. Keaton. Michael Keaton's going to play old man Batman in this movie about a new Batgirl. It's going to be Batman Beyond, but with a chick. It's awesome. I love it. I can't wait to see it. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, DC, oddly enough, like they made a lot of shit, but they've been whipping up a lot of cool creations. Like they're gonna yeah. put ba- they're gonna put Michael Keaton's Batman in the Flashpoint movie with the Ben Affleck Batman too. So Whoa. they're doing things over there. I wouldn't be surprised if other multiverse people like Peacemaker, some other Aquaman. I wouldn't be surprised if this if this new Flashpoint movie wasn't like a multiverse of madness kind of ripoff so well, i guess we'll see what happens um i would love to see um peacemaker and more stuff mm-hmm. i know uh, we have we have to review it but um yeah. anyway but this show is really more about like this was the beginning of people understanding in like a media sense what batman could really be as a story like the only movies that came out before this was the 66 one and then I believe Batman Returns, but I'm not sure. And then the original Tim Burton Batman. So there wasn't a lot of like influences into the modern Batman. And Paul Dini wrote this episode, Heart of Ice, which made the show jump, I think it was four times in viewership uh, across the following weeks because this episode was considered so good. Wow. And I mean, it, it, this episode became the definitive backstory for Mr. Freeze who didn't really have a good one in the comics before that. They, they just accepted this as the backstory and it was written for this specific episode by Paul Dini, who's now considered because of the show, one of the best Batman writers of all time. And one of my favorites for sure. So what did you guys think of the episode? (laughs) It was a lot of fun. I did not think I'd like the show that much, honestly, but um, first of all, I must say Batman thick. Yeah, uh, everybody, the, the style of the DC multiverse in the early 2000s to the, actually the early 90s to the early 2000s was very broad-shouldered heroes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he definitely, he's thicky he with looks the like thickness. a linebacker, like he's thick, but I love to see it. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's so, both Batman's. Both of the Batman content that we just watched for this episode is are so different. Yeah, this is like so much more gritty, you know, drawn yeah. on black paper. Mm-hmm. Has voice talent everywhere from Tara Strong to playing Batgirl to all the way to, you know, Mark Hamill playing the Joker. Yeah. Like and it has like so deep cool. backstory lore too. Deep backstory lore, very a connectivity between episodes. Mm-hmm. And, like, legitimately, this episode's well-written content. It was a beautiful story. Yeah. And by the end of it, you feel tragically conflicted by what's happened to Mr. Freeze in a way where I feel like that that comic character in the past has never been treated any more seriously than just, like, a common villain. I like like stories that kind of, like, flip it a little bit, you know, and make you think about, like, their perspective and everything. I think that's pretty deep for an animated series of Batman and especially for the time in the nineties. Yeah. 92 where a lot of these people were getting off of shows like, um, they did the, the star Wars Ewoks cartoon and, you know, they worked on the baby Looney Tunes shows. Like a lot of these people were, weren't really coming off of anything super action oriented, and you can definitely see the influence that 80s anime had on the 90s Batman show. 
100%. A hundred percent. But I think the art style in its own has now become wholly original and something that DC constantly repeats with their DC animated projects. Everything that comes out that's animated that's DC is trying to be Bruce Timm and Paul Dini's Batman animated series. A hundred percent. It's just so beautiful. Like the blue highlight is iconic and it's what you associate with this Batman 100%. And mm-hmm. yet it has become such a staple for the character over animation. And it was just really cool to see the kind of juxtaposition of how silly and like weird the 66 Batman is. And then you come into like almost this noir. And I, I thought it was so beautiful that we opened on this like snowy monologue and then we close out on a snowy monologue and it just, mm-hmm. it's so beautifully wrapped and done. And it's, it's awesome with how compelling it is. Cause like you said, like you feel bad for Mr. Freeze and you, you wish things had played out different. And then also with the billionaire, like there's like, okay, technically he's being wronged, but also he's kind of a huge dick. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, definitely. I really like the are playing with here. And there's tons of iconic lines, like, you know, I would cry if I had tears to shed. I wish Mr. Freeze like, had a union. Mr. Freeze had a union. <laughs> Maybe that's the real story. It's yeah. like, it's pro union. That's the point of this episode. But no, I mean, this is what um, gave, because Paul Dini was a writer on the show, as we all know. But this episode and its height is what made him be a more prominent part of the writing process, which eventually led to him creating one of the most iconic characters in the DC world today, Harley Quinn. Wow. Was created on this show. Wow. I want to see that episode. Back then she was hench she was hench girl. Oh my god. Yeah, she didn't have an official name till like episode five or six. Wow, I want to see it. That's in the comments if you want to that episode yeah. there's also a, a mad love episode based on the popular comic where it's like joker and harley's like love story that episode would be a good review for oh, us for like a fun. valentine's day thing yeah. or something oh, next year i love that i mean the show is really great and even though you talked about the adventures of batman and robin there's an animation change during that last post of episodes um but they didn't want to fully call it a new show because they wanted to keep a lot of the same people on and obviously like Fox TV and Warner were willing to renew this show as long as they wanted to keep it on TV. I mean, it was killing it. It was on prime time in its first season. Wow. How many years was I'm it? I'm surprised it was only, yeah, I'm surprised it was only like two or three years. It ran until 1995. It was only 85 episodes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like, so, that's so surprising. This is one of the most, I, this is like what I think of when I think of a Batman animated show. But they were worried that kids were losing interest in the artistic style of it so there is an artistic change where a lot of people argue it's not better people don't like how joker's eyes turn into black beady eyes instead of the Mm. large comic eyes he had before like there's certain changes that they make but even those last few episodes there's the mad love episode there's the um alternate future episode there's involvement with like future like they they make Easter eggs for shows that haven't even come out yet for years. There's a static shock Easter egg in one of the Batman what? episodes. Yes. Very subtle. It's a sewer it's a sewer crate that's like all mis mishapping and it's got electricity flowing on top of it. That's awesome. That's so cool. It's cool that you can tell the people that made 
the show love the material well and want to stay towards the source and what's interesting about the paul the paul dini of it mm-hmm. all and that's who like i really want to talk about when it comes to this show because he's really the brainchild of all the most iconic stories coming from this and like i said harley quinn and dr freeze and mark hamill's joker which was almost um who's the guy who plays rocky horror i always forget is tim curry yeah tim curry was almost the joker for a while but uh, oh, really? he, he got a Peter Pan show where he was playing Captain Hook. And they couldn't do two villains at one time. Because mm-hmm. of some sort of, you know, deal or whatever. But not the point. The Mark Hamill of it all almost didn't happen. And it was, yet again, Paul Dini who was, like, was there in the meeting where people were trying out. And he's like, that's the Joker. Like, they're like, that's the fucking Luke Skywalker. He's like, nope, that's the Joker. And now he is the most iconic Joker that's there has ever amazing. been. amazing. Wow. So what an icon to play both roles. So all this happens for Paul Dini. Paul Dini wins a daytime Emmy for Batman, the animated series. And just a couple of months after that, he's in Los Angeles and he gets mugged by two guys and almost beat to death. And the night where he's like, you know, the police come and they're like, you know, they're trying to get information and they're basically saying like the odds of us catching these guys is very low. And these then just like they're keeping casual talk with him because he got he got beaten within an inch of his life and like wow. couldn't walk properly afterward. Wow. They said, So what do you do? And he says, Oh, I'm a writer and like, Well, have you written anything? And he's like, Well, have you ever seen Batman? And they're like, I bet you wish he was here tonight. And he was so cynical on Batman, he didn't write another Batman story until he wow. wrote this new book. Or it's not new anymore, it came out in twenty sixteen, but he wrote this book called The Dark Knight, where it's the word night, not like in you know, nighttime, not like yeah. a sword yeah. night. And he wrote it about like his psychological, um, like 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 everything that was happening in the spiral of his depression and his anger was represented by a Batman villain, but Batman wasn't there to save him. Wow! Wow! So this wow. this story it carries a lot of things. That's it, deep. Where like it it also like it has this back knowledge of it where like this Paul Dini guy who believes so much in Batman and wrote a great Batman story for it for a long time till very recently was sour on the idea of ever writing Batman again. And, um, it's good to hear that he wants to do Batman stuff again. And he's written yeah. stuff since, but it just goes to show you that like there was a point in time where like the, the canon of Batman, the animated series, a large part of it was never going to return. And I think that's why another reason it was really special to people. Cause I love Paul Dini's Batman. He is, my definitive childhood Batman that I'd watch every day. Yeah. And it was, it was incredible. So, um, you know, shout out to Paul Dini, the best Batman writer there is. I, I was shocked. I'd never seen it before. Was it just like on TV? Yes. Wow. All yeah. the time. And t- like years in syndication on the WB and cartoon network. Yep. You, every Saturday morning. Yeah. There was at least a 30 minute block of Batman, the animated series before wow. Sonic. Huh, that's awesome. <laughs> or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, yeah, I watched it on WB all the time, and then I remember it went off and was replaced by Batman Beyond. And Batman and Beyond was, like, was great in its own right. It, I, I think Batman I Beyond was the appropriate update because now these kids were getting older, and instead of seeing Batman as a figure of, like, that's the coolest thing ever, we wanted to start relating to characters, and Terry McGinnis was a great intro for that. But we'll review Batman Beyond one day. Yeah, um, definitely. I know nothing about it, so yeah. 
Yeah, we'll get into it eventually. But the 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 other big thing I want to say about like this being the childhood Batman and everything is this show is so wholly iconic to tons of people that like, for instance, there's a popular episode where the Joker replaces everybody's money with fish. <laughs> and then as a result, a main villain in Gotham was named Fish Mooney in reference to that specific episode. Oh, I, I've heard about I Fish Mooney before. Yeah, Jada Pinkett Smith played Fish Mooney. Yeah. We should I do Gotham that. too. That'd be a lot of fun to review. Yeah. Not the, the live action show. Mm-hmm, the live action show, yeah. Did there's you not, a lot of Batman content. Did I, you not know there's like, a live action that, Gotham show? No, I did. I just forgot about it. There's like, a drama I, I called Pennyworth about Alfred. What? Yeah, and it's popular too. And I don't know anything else about it other than people watch it. There's a lot of stuff around this IP. Like I, I knew that there was, but it, it's like a bunch of stuff that I had no idea about. Yeah, you just keep okay. peeling back more layers and finding out there's more and more stuff. Like there's the Brave and the Bold, which was another comedy Batman show that was animated with Diedrich Bader that was really beloved by everybody. And then there yeah. was the later on the CW or not CW, the WB Batman show that they made themselves where they had like a deep voiced, like Rastafarian looking Joker with green dreads. And <laughs> there's tons, Amazing. there's tons of different iterations of Batman in this IP. And I'm very excited that HBO announced an uh, 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 adult level show called Cape Crusader made by Paul Dini and Bruce Tim coming to HBO. When's that coming out? I don't know. It was announced like three months ago. And it's going to be about Batman? Yeah, it's a Batman. It's called Cape Crusader. It's another Batman show, but it's for adults. I like that. And it's live action. No, no, it's a cartoon. Okay. I like that. I'm excited. I was kind of worried about the idea of Paul Dini and like an actual like live action show. No, no. It's it's an animated and there's actually a picture out of the Batman and he's got very bat ears in this one. So I'm excited to see. I think that Paul Dini's going to involve his love of anime in this creation and make it very action packed. Oh, I'm excited. Cause it looks very edgy and, and anime like in like the one still that they put out. And then he also wrote, um, he wrote the podcast on HBO. The there's a Batman serial podcast where it's like a story told like kind of like an audiobook. Yeah. It's six episodes. Paul Dini helped write that it's on HBO. It's really good too. Wow. But he's back is my point. And I think with him back and a live action Batman back, like we're done with talking about Batman being squandered by Zack Snyder. We're done talking about him being side characters and stories. Like he, he sees Spider-Man becoming the new zeitgeist and Batman's like, Nope, it's my turn. I'm going to do it instead. And I'm here (laughs) for the fight for it. I want to see what becomes the bigger franchise right now. Because now we're moving yeah. away from team pictures. Avengers ended. Justice League failed. Guardians is ending. Let's get back into these single great stories that are not concerned with starting an interconnected universe. And that's what this Cape Crusader show is going to be. That's what this this Batman movie is going to be. Interesting. Yeah, um, I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. Any other also, thoughts about really- the Heart of Ice episode? Sorry, I went on a total tangent there. You're all good. I was just going to say... I'm happy that Paul Dini's getting work again because he's going to have to pay for the lawsuit. Um, so my what brother lawsuit? had, my brother had the Batmobile from the animated series, this show. I heard about I this. Was, I've heard about this. I was, <laughs> I was three months old, 
and my brother dropped it on my head. Yep. He told you told me that you that he dropped a Batmobile on your head before. Oh my gosh. Um and not to get like too personal, I've had some health issues recently, and my doctor asked me very recently. <gasps> Are you, you connecting those two? Were, yeah, literally. He said, "Did you have head trauma maybe when you were under a year old? Because this could stem from like that far back." And I was like, "Holy shit! Did my brother drop a Batmobile on my head and fuck up my life?" Oh my god, maybe. Because that would have been, no, and it would have been that Batman too, because it was 1992 Batmobile. But also yeah. at the time, I don't think there was enough synergy for it to be Paul Dini who had any say in that. Maybe Bruce Tim. Yeah. But really Warner not, but Warner Brothers should You should sue somebody. Yeah, Warner Man. Brothers. We'll talk. <laughs> All jokes aside, Warner Brothers, we are not we're we're not like no, no, no. alleging that we will start any lawsuit against you. Sorry. No, we will not. We will not. We love But you. like if Hi. you want to hit us up on Patreon. <laughs> yeah. Anybody out Warner there. Warner Brothers, if you just feel bad for us. Yeah. Yeah. Which you might. Especially yeah. with how excited I am about your Batman stuff. Maybe you could give me a dollar. <laughs> yeah. Or if you would like to pay for my upcoming health issues. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> or give Cody a dollar. Just one. Yeah. Or two. <laughs> or two. I'll take two. Um, I want to know for any thoughts on this episode. Because, I mean, I personally really liked it. And I just want to know where she's at with, like, the Batman thing. Because I know, like, not all superhero, like, action stuff is your thing. Yeah. I, this, this was fun, but yeah, this stuff isn't normally like the thing I gravitate to for first, but I'm glad I watched it and I could see myself watching it again. It's a lot of fun. I like that it has some levity to it, even though it is more of a serious story. And I really like the art style and the black paper, like Logan already mentioned. Yeah. The black paper is cool. The music's great. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. Good time. What? I love that. What did you guys think of the voice of uh, Mr. Freeze? I, I liked his take. I felt like it was necessary. Yeah. Um, I think pretty much all the voice talent on the show is top tier. Even though they Agreed. reuse a lot of the same voice actors, I feel like everybody here is like giving a lot of effort. Especially as you go on further with the Mark Hamill's and the Tara Strong's of it all. Like, Or even, I, I can't remember the chick who voiced Harley Quinn, but it was one of her first voice acting jobs. And she just had an interesting voice, so they put her on it. That's Very awesome. like, yeah, what's Shuggy, Shug, Joker, me, me, me. Like one of those like naggy ass voices. Uh-huh. You know, Mr. J and all that shit. That's where that all comes from is this performance. That's where the entirety of the character comes from is that 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 actress's performance right. and Paul Dini's writing. That is what Harley Quinn came from. That's so cool that this is the source material. I hope he get he got paid fat checks for that Birds of Prey mm-hmm. Birds of Prey movie or I'm sure he at did. least the Suicide Squad movies. I hope he got some fat checks yeah. for that. I hope Margot I Robbie know. gave like gave him a hug. Yeah, <laughs> like thank you for saving my career. Literally. Um. Okay. Well. Anyway. So, what do you rate the episode? I rate the episode. Hmm. I would give it like an eight and a half. It was a lot of fun story was heavy. yeah the story was heavy but yeah. it was fun and i it was captivating and i liked like we said seeing like where it all began in a way even though i guess it didn't really begin here but this is batman I mean, i'm more familiar I mean, with i mean the thing with batman too is like this is where the more a lot of the more current ideas of batman come from like this is one of the first things where it also stressed like i don't kill people yeah. like one of the first yeah. physical meat like you know like moving media, you know, a movie, they move around. Like this is one of the first 
animations or live actions where it's like Batman definitely does not kill people. Because he sort of killed people in those Tim Burton movies. <laughs> and then he killed people in those Joel Schumacher movies. Didn't kill people in the Christopher Nolan movies, except for indirectly. And the newest Batman, the Zack Snyder Batman, caps motherfuckers. So, but the, the agreed the agreed opinion on Batman is that he doesn't kill people. And it's because this show is the thing that sticks out as so iconic in the comics themselves, obviously. But this show is one of the closest iterations. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what the R-Pats one is going to be because of like how it's been marketed as being such a dark storyline. I wonder if it's going to be similar to like Joker. It's three hours long. I mean, the movie's three hours long. Hours long. I need to bring like a pee bucket or something. And like intermission. And it's got (laughs) yeah, Paul Dano, who's gonna who's you're gonna need to let him chew a lot of scenery as Riddler in order to pay off that performance. Yeah, Jeffrey Wright as James Gordon. It's like I'm just really excited to see see Robert Pattinson as and Zoe Kravitz. Yeah, fuck. definitely. Uh, I saw and it's it's year two. And he says and like Matt Reeves said he based it on Hush, Long Halloween, a bunch of yeah. stuff. But the main thing he wanted was no origin story, no ending story. This is in the middle Just somewhere, is. which yeah. is what we fucking need from a solo Batman yeah. film already. There's Love too much that. creed and self-importance in a lot of these Batman movies. Mm-hmm. I want one where it feels like I'm almost jumping into a side quest. Yeah. I just want to start an adventure that. and not worry about how it's going to end or where, how it's going to continue. Like, I don't even know. I mean, I'm sure if this makes a gajillion dollars like it's going to, they'll be like, our pats, you're doing another one. And I'm glad you can just kind of yeah. jump in because that's what stops people from going and seeing like mm-hmm. Marvel and stuff sometimes. Exactly. It's a big time commitment. This is just like... That's what well, the I industry mean, is going to turn into. Yeah. It's going to turn into... Who can whose content is the most digestible? Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is where DC starting to win now because the, the issue with the rich history of the MCU is that every single time you make something new, you might be fucking with a dynasty of something you've already yeah. made. One slip up and one really bad movie, like you know, like the Inhuman show was, could r- potentially ruin the the opinion of the franchise. Yeah. Like it did with like the Terminator movies and other shit like that. Except it's on such a bigger scale because it's like 28 movies. What would you rate this pilot? Oh, um, I would say it's like a nine out of 10. It's not a pilot, but I mean, it, you, it could act as the pilot. You can jump in on Batman anywhere. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a nine. I, I feel like it's because I know there are episodes that are better. And that's why it's not a 10, but I feel like it's really fucking great. I'm really excited to watch more of it now. Yeah, I'd love I'd love for you to see like some of the best Joker episodes. Yeah, like I don't think I want to watch all of it, but like here and there I'll watch a couple episodes. Yep, or like watch Joker get cucked in the yeah. Poison Ivy episode <laughs> where they have a sleepover and make him like they like he like has to like make them pizza and I love like that. is wearing like a kiss the chef apron and getting cucked by them as they're that. fucking upstairs. It's crazy. Good. It's a real episode too. It's like legit. It's crazy. <laughs> it's Black Eyed Joker. So I think it's in like the last season. Anyway, I love it. <laughs> so I think that's pretty much all we have to say about it, right? I mean, I don't think we should talk about yeah. who we're gonna fuck, and I think we all know who we are. Yeah. We're all Batman. Yeah, we're all Batman. <laughs> Everybody's Batman. Mm-hmm. Where can they Where find... Where can you find guys? Yeah. Wow. Um, wow. <laughs> YouTube.com slash a pilot podcast. 
And then you guys have a whole nother channel that you guys are doing. I mean, yes, I, can, Cody? I can talk about your channel if you want. <laughs> I was but. giving Cody the chance. Okay, I can talk about it. Uh, yeah, so we have a Let's Play channel. Right now we're doing a Pokemon Diamond Nuzlocke on the Team Hyperfang channel with me and Logan. And we're, we've got some upcoming stuff we're really excited about. We're having a fun adventure uh, with a bunch of little critters. Yeah. You guys are going to yeah. love them and their little personalities. It's some good content. Yeah. I like to I like to watch it. And sometimes I get to watch it live. <laughs> Exclusive <laughs> for just me. Uh, and speaking of critters, I make critical role content over on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash CLBlue official. And I make videos every Saturday. And then I have an album called Scorpio. It's out now. And for me, I have uh, my own channel, youtube.com slash Logan Tyler. I post clips, interviews, stuff like that over there. You can check that out. Thanks for listening. And stay tuned for when you're able to watch live. Or not live, <laughs> but like... Watch the video. Watch yeah, the so video. we'll get into specifics about how all yeah. that's going to be posted in the future. But just know that we're going to try to have our next thing be when we do the video unless some circumstances come up, but that's what we're going for. So we're really trying Be on the lookout for the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash pilot podcast. If you want to see the video um, of us sitting there and talking about whatever the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Love y'all. Talk to you later. Pilot podcast. <laughs>